and gentlemen, may I have your attention, Queen? Hello, my friends. It's Pop Off Thursday. I'm on day nine or ten of my morning uh, lives. And I thought, you know, man, I would continue the tradition that my brother inspired in my head last Thursday. I think I was sitting actually at the St. Regis Hotel in Atlanta. I was on the battleground tour and I had breakfast coming with uh, Sebastian Gorka. Sebastian Gorka. Hello, Todd. Tonight's cigar night. Are you friends with Sebastian Gorka? What about Gorka? What about Gorka? Relief factor guy Sebastian Gorka became my cigar friend on the nine-day battleground tour. Sadly enough, I only had him on five of those nine days. But all those five days were priceless. Matter of fact, I will put out some images of me and Sebastian smoking cigars. Now, a little side story about Sebastian is we had to smoke cigars so bad that we had to find a place at the St. Regis Hotel. I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta. It was the most beautiful hotel, but we had to go underground. Literally, uh, Dan, the man who was the handler for all the, the celebrities, and they put me in that group, right? So come on, somebody, let's have some fun with it. But they had to basically put us underground to find a place to smoke cigars. It was all concrete and laid around and uh, cars coming and going, but they really couldn't uh, tell it was Sebastian. He's about six foot. I mean, I'm going to get in trouble if he hears this. I th I'm going to go six foot six, but it might be six foot five. All I know is he towered over me and I'm six foot one. And uh, he had just lost a bunch of weight. Him and the guys were having a contest. And I think he beat Gall no, Gallagher beat him by 20 pounds. I don't know the score, but Sebastian looked great. And they're all on the relief factor. And I was talking to him about relief factor. I said, hey, man, I'm one of you. I'm smoking a cigar. I'm doing relief factor. And I'm on a battleground tour. And then we talked about relief factor stuff works. You know, takes down the whatever. This isn't a relief factor. But as I digress, Sebastian Gorka and I had a cigar. And we were talking and having some fun. And he was supremely interested in my life and some of the things that we were doing. But I want to talk to you this morning about the quote I want to give you. You can only rise to the level of your greatest weakness. Now, I talk about this on my Succession Air uh, group page. Join the Succession Air group page if you can. We kind of do things in-depthly a little differently. But I wanted to talk to you this morning about that we can only rise to the level of our greatest weakness. And as I was thinking about this, I'm watching the news this morning, and I'm looking at the news, and I'm seeing Camilla Harris talk about the yellow bus and how much everybody loves the yellow bus and how it's such a great I, – I have no idea what she was talking about. I, I was just – baffled at the second most powerful person in the planet. I just want you to let that sink in, sink in a little bit. I want you to let it sink in that Elon Musk carried a sink into Twitter. Let that sink in. And then I want you to let the fact sink in that Kamala Harris is the second most powerful person in the planet. And she's going on about how much she loves the yellow bus, how much she loved the idea of the yellow bus. I don't know if it has to be electric yellow bus or it has to be a gas-powered yellow bus. I don't know. All I know is I'm trying, I'm trying to respect the vice president of the country who's supposed to be on the border, 
saving these people that are drowning and trying to get across the country and uh, being whipped by horse whips and all the kind of stuff they can conjure up. She's supposed to be doing that, but no, she's babbling on about the yellow bus. Camilla, I hated riding the bus. I couldn't wait to drive to school. I couldn't wait to get off the bus. Some of the worst memories of my life were on the yellow bus, waiting for the bus, the stress of the missing the bus, getting around, my mom scurrying me, get to the bus, you got to get to the street. If you don't get to the bus, I'm not taking you to school, which she would have, but the bottom line is, the stress of the yellow bus. Then he got on the yellow bus, and then there was bigger kids on the yellow bus, and they picked on me, and they made fun of me until I got to be one of the bigger kids on the yellow bus, and then first fight I ever had was on the yellow bus. Almost got kicked off the yellow bus. I have no idea what this woman is talking about when she's supposed to be doing some kind of work for America, and she's talking about the yellow bus. Well, damn it, I hated the yellow bus. I never want to get back on it. I will tell you this. Mrs. McKinley was the bus driver of the yellow bus I rode last before I finally got my damn driver's license and drove to school. And I love that woman to this day. I think she liked to drive in the yellow bus, but not that much. Drama. Chaos. I don't think the yellow bus is the memory of my childhood that I want to hearken the greater times to. I want to talk to you about the quote. Today we rise. Today's pop off Thursday, y'all. We pop off on Thursdays. <laughs> now, I got to tell you the backstory on pop off Thursday because pop off Thursday started at the St. Regis Hotel with Sebastian Gorka, and that's why I was telling that story. And I was on my Successioner page, and I was popping off, and I was thinking about the best pop off artist to ever walk the planet. As far as I'm concerned, it wasn't Prince formerly known as Prince Pop-Off Artist as Prince. Or it was my brother Shane. Shane, my brother Shane, he's four years younger than me in my entire life. My brother would pop off. I mean, like, I think he invented the word pop-off. I mean, he there was nothing he wouldn't say. To this day, he won't say. There's nothing he wouldn't say as a little kid. He has nothing he wouldn't do as a little kid. There's a nothing, there's no battle he wouldn't stick his head into and pop off about there you know I'm four years older than him and as much as I was always pulling him out of the fracas of some sort I admired the fact that he would pop off you know he would pop off as little kids he would just pop off to mom he'd pop off to dad he'd pop off to a teacher but he had a way about him that you'd make you kind of like him for popping off well pop off Thursdays in in remembrance, because he's still alive, <laughs> of my childhood, not the yellow, you follow me, not the yellow bus memory of my childhood, bro. It's pop-off Thursday because you were the king of pop-off. I got you in a little bit of trouble. Big bro was there for you most of the time. And when I wasn't there, you figured it out. And now you're bailing my tail out of the donut world and all the things you're always covering my tail. Pop-off. Thursday for my little bro, Shane. Every Thursday is going to be pop-off Thursday. But we're popping off today first about the yellow bus. I don't know. I guess it's political. I don't think that I can go along with Miss Camilla on the, on the bus. Thing. But I want to talk to you about popping off 
today about the homework. So the homework today is you can only rise to the level of your greatest weakness. Now, when I'm coaching people in an entrepreneurial mindset, I want to remind them early on in the coaching that we have to assess their weaknesses and we have to assess their strengths. And it's not unlike us for people that we need to do this, but we also need to do this for our businesses. And at the end of this, I'm going to talk to you about how America has to do this as well. You see, we can only rise to the level of our greatest weakness, right? Because our strength is here, my weakness is here. But if my weakness is here, I can only, I get capped right at the weakness. So we have to understand. And see, see, a lot of us spend our time in our strengths. And I would tell you, this is probably one of the greatest messages I can give you about my own success in my life is, is that I was er at an early age forced to deal with my weaknesses right? Deal with my chemical imbalances. Deal with the fact that we didn't have much other than a donut shop mentality. Deal with the fact that the only two things I really had going in my life was the fact that I could make a donut and I could work really hard in athletics. Two things. And so the weaknesses I had, I had to figure out. One, I was too slow to, to, to be an effective football player. And two, uh, I, I, I never had enough money to really start my own company, right? And so those, even though I was great at making donuts and I was great at catching the football, I could only rise to the level of my speed and I could only rise to the level of my ability to fund a business. And so you can see where the personal side and the business side are all intertwined. And so until I could overcome my speed in football, I wasn't going to play. It didn't matter how good I could catch the football. And, and until I could figure out how to get into my own business, it didn't matter how good I was at business or how good I was at making a donut. You see, Elon Musk, right? Let's let this sink in. Elon Musk walks into Twitter, right? He's got a sink and he gets there and he says, everybody, I'm here. Let this sink in, right? And he's carrying a sink, sink in. But let this sink in. I want you to understand that God knows no sin indifferent. It's hard for us to uh, understand that, that murder and, and theft are, you know, right here. Gosh, I, I have a hard time with that. I, I really do. Man, I, I have a hard time with that. But I accept it. But on the flip side, I want you to understand that success is no greater either, right? So Elon Musk is going to the moon. I'm sorry, Elon Musk is going to Mars. And my wife fixed dinner last night. A plan is a plan. The plan to go to the moon, to go to Mars, is no greater than a plan to fix dinner. That, to me, is the same. It's, it's the same. So if you're able to create a plan and you're able to execute the plan, then you become what we call successionary. You do it over and over and over again. But enable to, to, to do these plans over and over again, I need you to understand what your weakness is. Let's say, let's say you're a restaurateur and you're opening a restaurant and you're the best chef the world has ever known, but you're the worst marketing person to ever walk the planet <laughs> and you're not aware of your weakness. So you're working all night. You make all this food. You're ready for your grand opening. What you forget to open up a grand opening. You forget to get on marketing. You don't have a billboard. You forget to put the open sign in. You didn't mow the yard. You didn't get anyone to park cars. And all of a sudden, no one shows up for the greatest cuisine that ever was created. You can only rise to the level of your greatest weakness. On the flip side, let's say you're a great marketer. Let's say you're a great marketer and you're a 
shitty cooks, the lousy cook, right? Let's say, let's say you have all the marketing, the Facebook, the ads, the billboard, the yard, the signs, all the celebrities show up and everything, but they eat the food after they all get there. And it sucks. They're not coming back. You can only rise to the level of your greatest weakness. You can only rise in this case to the level of the food. The other case, you can only rise to the level of your marketing. So I want you to understand from a homework today, I want you to understand that where, where are your weaknesses? I mean, this is, this is one-on-one stuff, but nobody's telling you this. They're saying, okay, evaluate your weaknesses, but they're not telling you the consequences of evaluating your weaknesses. Camilla Harris, would someone talk to her about her weaknesses? The yellow bus is not a strength. The yellow bus is her weakness. And she can only rise to the level of her commonsensical weakness. This woman is a tragedy. I, I'm, I can't hold back anymore. I'm, I'm insulted by the way she talks to me. I'm insulted the way she treats people. I'm insulted by the way she doesn't go to the border. I'm insulted by the way she dismisses the border. I'm insulted by the way she dismisses America, who doesn't understand her small thinking. I'm insulted by the fact that she is just running out the clock. Her weakness is her inability to understand intellectual challenges. And that America needs more than a yellow bus mentality. I digress. And I, and I feel like America, now that we're on the weaknesses and strengths, I feel like America has to cut loose sooner than later here. We have to understand that what is the weakness? I mean, I've got your personal weakness. You can only rise to the level of your personal weakness. You can only rise to the level in your business of your business weakness. Outsource the stuff that's not working, right? Get it done. You've got to accomplish it. But America has the same damn problem. We've got the problem that we don't understand our weaknesses. And so what we do is we're favoring our passions. Both sides do it. But this particular side right now basically has the Congress, it basically has the Senate, and it basically has the presidency, and they've decided to favor their passions. They're leaving their weaknesses, they're leaving the flank open for the rest of the world to drive their damn yellow bus right through our country. America has to understand its weaknesses, and this administration has to forget its passions or its comfort zone, which is basically abortion, basically um, men wearing dresses and flaunting their goodness of how they can see everybody so equally, right, and, and literally leveraging the situation and making people think that that's the right way to always look at things when it's not. I mean, they're only favoring their comfort zone. They're not looking at America. They want to talk about yellow buses. They want to talk about TikTok dressers. They want to talk about um, CRT. They want to talk about, um, uh, they want to talk about abortion incessantly. Like, like abortion is the greatest strength America ever had, but it's really the greatest weakness. Like, did you realize that the world's, not just America, but the world's greatest problem is the decline in population?
Literally. China had a one-child policy some 15 years ago, and they lifted the one-child policy and put the two-child policy. They lifted that. They went to a three-child policy. And lo and behold, they're still declining faster than when they had a one-child policy. Do you realize that Japan has a diaper ratio of two to one? Well, you say, Todd, what's a diaper ratio? Well, I'll tell you what a diaper ratio is. A diaper ratio is the number of adult diapers sold to the number of child diapers sold. In Japan, they're selling more adult diapers than children diapers. And we've got the same crisis in America. So why would we want to kill our children? Why would we want to murder our babies? I mean, I can find a place somewhere around the heartbeat rule. I can meet someone there because I know more are going to be saved than, than, than dismissed than are right now. The greatest weakness in America needs to be realized. That we don't value life. We don't value people. We value seals more than people. Come on now, somebody. I saw a video that people on the left were going crazy when baby seals were being clubbed over the head. I was just, my mind was blown. I was in there with those people. Don't kill those baby seals. Don't, you all saw the video. Don't tell me you didn't see the video. We all saw that damn video when those baby seals, the guy got off of a boat, jumped on the ice, and he just started banging baby seals. I know it's graphic. But we can stop clubbing baby seals, but we can't stop killing babies in the third trimester. Now, tell me about that one time. That's America's greatest weakness. We can only rise to the level of our greatest weakness. It's pop off Thursday. <laughs> what, do you, what do you expect? 18 minutes popped off for 18 minutes. Well, listen, America, I want everybody to get a coach. I want you to get a coach. I want you to find someone that can help you leverage your weaknesses. I want a coach. I, it can be me at toddsailor.com. Let's talk. Go to toddsailor.com. Schedule an appointment with me. We'll talk for 15, 20 minutes. I'm not going to charge you. I just want to hear what you're feeling about America. I want you to pop off to me. What's going on in your life? How can we make your company better? But listen, if you hire me to coach you, I'm going to work with you in three areas. It's going to be in your personal area. It's going to be in your spiritual area. And it's going to be in your business area because we're going to make money. And we're going to leverage your greatest weakness. So I want you to understand, where is your weakness in your personal life? Are you too empathy-minded? Are you too ego-minded? We talked about that in the back. Where are you at in your business life? Are you too strong in marketing? Are you too, too weak in product? Are you not leveraging your weakness? Where is your weakness? You can only rise to the level of your greater weakness. In America, I'm talking to you right now. Where are you on your policies? What in the world are you thinking about when the second most powerful person in the planet is a woman named Camilla and the only message she has for me is a yellow bus. I would rather talk about a yellow submarine than a yellow bus by the Beatles. We all live in a yellow submarine. Give me that one, Camilla. But don't tell me that it's okay to stop clubbing baby seals, but we're not to stop killing babies. That's all I got this morning. Leverage yourself on your greatest weakness. Grow yourself. Grow your business grow your spirituality, and let's grow America. All right, good morning, good day. Wire differently, America. ToddSailor.com, let's get it done. This has been the Wire Differently.
W-E-E-X.